Welcome, welcome everyone to MCU Rewatch, your path through the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the lead up to Avengers Endgame. I am your host, Mark Turcotte, and joining me as always for this episode, Mr. Paris Lilly. Paris, what's up, man? What is going on? I'm very excited to talk about what can arguably be the most important movie in the MCU. Oof. I hate you. I don't think many people can disagree with that, man, but there's... We'll see. We'll see. But somebody who maybe yeah. could disagree, but we'll see here in a few minutes. The other man who rounds out our trio, Swain. Swain, what's up, man? Uh, no way I'm going to disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> How can you, right? Hello, everyone. How can you? Uh, awesome. Well, what's up, everybody here? Thank you for joining us for this episode of MCU Rewatch. We appreciate you tuning in, and we have a good one in store for you this week. We finally made it to the end of Phase 1, boys. The Avengers is here. That's right, we're diving into the Avengers for this episode. And uh, quick housekeeping here before we get going. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at MCU Rewatch. You can email us, mcurewatch at gmail.com. Uh, but we're going to start this one off like we are now going to continue moving forward. And Swain, I'm going to throw it to you. Give us the plot of the Avengers. Is it Marvel's The Avengers? Is that the actual official title for this? Is it Marvel's The Avengers or is it just I believe so. The no, Avengers? I believe it is. I believe you're correct. It is, yes. right? All right, Sway, what do you got for the plot? Well, we got some feedback about this little section, and they said it could just be a little bit longer, so I'm going to make it two sentences. Oh, two time. whole sentences now. Oh, okay. Nice. All right. Uh, glowing, <laughs> glowing blue cube helps form the Avengers. Nice. New York gets Hulk smashed in a good way. Nice. I like it. I, I like it. I dig yeah. it. I dig it. That's it. I think that's it. Definitely, man. Uh, I think the, the the glowy blue cube is definitely the thing that ties all these characters together in this film. Because, hey, let's face it. I mean, we talked here before we got started going here. This film is basically broken up, broken up into three parts. It's the, hey, let's get the gang together because of the blue cube. Hey, here's the blue cube. Let's all uh, fight amongst ourselves. And then, oh, we got to get the common enemy, which is to get control again of the blue cube and fight off the common enemy that we have, right? I think that's kind of the three parts of this movie. Yeah. So where do you guys oh, want to jump? Where do you guys want to jump well, in I, here? I, I think we, we got to jump right at the very beginning. Um, I think that opening is one of the best openings they've ever had in the MCU, where we're introduced to, you know, Loki. Mm -hmm. He's he's talking to, you know, who, we don't know who, don't know at, who at the time, point, yeah. he, and he's been sent somewhere. And then we cut to parts unknown i guess in the desert somewhere and we get the badass chopper landing nick fury coming out flapping yeah. his jacket yeah. walking up you know and you know there it's it's shield i mean there we're looking at the full operation colson's there to meet him yep. we um we see maria, maria hill. hill yeah we see maria hill yep. for the first time and yeah we go down in the lab and um oh my god what i i'm not gonna say his name right the doctor uh S Eric, Eric Selvig. Selvig. Selvig, thank you. Selvig is, is down there and they're working on the Tesseract and something's going wrong. Something's about to happen. She's and then we get our today. Yeah, yeah. And we get our full introduction to Hawkeye in yeah. that moment as well. I, th I think it's um, funny, man, too, coming off of Thor and, you know, mm. seeing Selvig in there. Everybody knew that something isn't right. Like you have this big just facility that's housing this Tesseract. But yet having Selvig there, we all knew with that post credit scene that there's just something not right, especially having it come right off Loki right in the beginning of this movie. Um, 
I mean, this opening scene, like you said, it is badass. The chopper coming down. I mean, how many fans do you think they always had on Nick Fury, on Sam Jackson? Like, just with that <laughs> coat in the beginning, just constantly <laughs> flapping in the wind, man. I love yeah. it. Like, he just looks so badass there. But um, but I, I just think that that whole scene was was awesome. Like, that was an awesome way to kick off the movie. Loki comes in. He attacks. He takes over Selvig. He takes over Hawkeye. You know, he kills a bunch of people. The the chase with the Tesseract. He sh- they they shoot Nick Hawkeye. Actually, is the one that shoots Nick Fury. Nick Fury, yeah, man. And, yeah, you know. And then they make the escape, and Maria Hill's after him, and just everything in that scene. And then the you know the entire um, base implodes, implodes on itself. And and if I'm not mistaken, that was Project Pegasus, right? Yeah, I believe uh, it was. Because, yeah, yeah, arrives yeah, at was Project Pegasus is the remote yeah. research facility. Yep. Yeah, which got mentioned. Um, I believe it was in Iron Man Two. There was a mention about Project Pegasus. Um, you know, when Tony was trying to create the new element to save his life, and Coulson was there. There was a brief mention of Pro- Project Pegasus, and Project Pegasus comes up again later on in the MCU as well. So. Uh, that's a nice little Easter egg to see. Hmm. That's actually what it was, which was the base tiles, the Tesseract, and all the testing that they were doing. I'm trying to see. Do we know what Pegasus stands for? Do you guys know by chance? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I got I'm it. You ready? Sure. Stands yeah. for Potential Energy Group Alternate Sources United States. There you go. So it was basically the way the Shield was <laughs> looking well, to shoehorn that. Yeah, that yeah to, to, to find alternative yeah. energy, right? Which yeah. the Tesseract at this point in the movie. That's kind of what we think it's for, but we do find out later that, of course, it is for weapons technology, but it is weapons for technology to help save the Earth, of course, because they realize yep. that there's some greater threats uh, on the horizon. Uh, Swain, you got anything on that scene you want to throw in there, man? And the whole whole beginning is really cool, and the fa- like. I would like to kind of point out for a moment that Loki is like the most powerful being in the universe, harnessing two infinity stones in that moment with the yeah. scepter and the tesseract that's, that's very so he's true he's got two and you know it says a lot like going forward that uh thanos who was the mysterious person in space gifting him the scepter uh trusted him in that moment with two to of them take it, like yeah. this is like all of them that i have please go go get me the other one uh kind of thing so uh it definitely says a lot about that moment that he like, and it explains why he's able to tap into, you know, each person and change them at his will to like Hawkeye and everything. And it's like, Oh, you're going to do what I'm doing now. I'm going to tap you real quick. And, um, that's a great point, man. I don't, I mean, obviously we've only seen Thanos, you know, and a few of these other bits and pieces in these other movies, but especially in infinity war, but we never hear him or see him really asking for help. Like he sends people yeah. out to do his bidding per se. And yeah, I guess maybe that that's the take you could take away here is he's kind of sending Loki to do that. But like you said, he's entrusting him to potentially get two of these stones, which ultimately is his overall plan. But there's, he's got to know that he's able to easily get those yeah. back right from Loki that, that, you know, that, that shows how just really how powerful I think Thanos is there's- that, that, you know, even entrusting Loki with those stones that Thanos can still get them back. There is no a, a recent thing that where they, they talk about how um, the scepter really enhanced what was already kind of a little bit in Loki, like the evilness that was in mm-hmm. him yep. to like push him over the edge to do these sort of things. So you can see it in the his mind stone too. was warping him as well in that moment and mm-hmm. making him more of a bad guy than he actually 
is. Because you see a lot of that like turmoil later when he's not being affected by it, you know, through Ragnarok and through, you know, the Dark World and all that. There's a lot more to Loki. And I don't think, uh, I think Loki without the Mind Stone uh, is a lot better of a person. He's still terrible. But. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see, it's in that moment then after that that uh, Nick Fury, of course, act reactivates the Avengers Initiative, and that's when we get our first shot of uh, Natasha, right? Isn't that when she's all tied up in the chair? Yep. And yep. Uh, ah. I, I love this scene because when the phone rings, yeah, oh man, that's a great scene. When the phone rings and the guy picks it up and he's just like, oh, it, it's for you. And she's like, you know, bring it over. And she kind of puts it on her, her shoulder. And at the whole time, you know, you think she's this damsel in distress, which of course us as the audience, we know she's not. But then as she's talking, she's like, I, I got some business to take care of. Like, yeah, I'm finding everything out. And you could see the, the Russian overlord or whatever he is. He kind of looks at her like, like what? Like she's not in control. Like we're the ones in control. And then just and split second, she just stands up and starts flipping around the room, smashes the chair down, takes these guys out. Such a cool scene, I think, for for Black Widow. Sets the stage, man, for her character just moving forward. Coulson in that moment just being like giving the address, yes, <laughs> yes. and just be like, yes. we know where you are. We can have, like, there's an uh, there's a the fighter jet on its way there that could level the whole block in a moment. Yep. put her on the phone. Ugh. So yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't see in that moment, in that that opening, the opening scene, and then that scene with, with Black Widow and Colson on the phone, you get an idea for how badass of an organization Shield truly is. Oh yeah. Colson didn't skip a beat on what he was doing, and Natasha was like, I'm just toying with these people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you need me? Okay, here, I'm gonna put you on hold. And Colson's just yeah. waiting on hold. You see yeah, Coulson you know? sitting there, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yep. Now the the other part of that is uh at the end, he's he's like, uh, uh, "You're I'm gonna bring in the big guy. You're gonna bring in the big guy," and she, she finally realizes, "Oh, I'm not going to go pick up Tony. Right. I gotta go get the big guy." Yep, it's great. Uh, let's see. And then it's after that. I think we get the scene of Fury going to Steve Rogers, right, where he's just punching the punching bags, which is just an That's awesome. This scene. the post credit scene too. Yeah, that's also yeah. the post credit scene. But I thought, so was it? Was it with Steve Rogers then and then Banner after that? Because, you know, we obviously get our first introduction to Mark Ruffalo as, as Banner at that point. But, yeah, the whole scene with um, with uh, Fury and Steve Rogers was great because, like you said, it was a direct pickup from the first yeah. Avenger. And just kind of we this man, you know, set out of time in the modern world now. And you got your first glimpses of how he still had those 1940s type values in the modern era and you know like what that's when him and fury make the bet where he's like you know you're gonna see something to blow your mind and and uh rogers like i'll bet you 10 bucks that won't happen or something like that and then yep. they pay off later yeah that was, that was a good scene uh let's see is that colson visits tony right at that point or, or somewhere around i know we're kind of mixing these up a little bit but this is kind of the the gathering the hero so yeah, the tony scene together. when colson goes to get tony um prior to him getting there that's when we see tony and pepper Right, and yep. they're kind of having their yeah. little moment, and and they just built Stark Tower at this point, uh, which there's a great reference to that kind of later on, uh, just in terms of referencing Stark Tower and somebody, you know, just wanting to have this giant monument in their name, and and Stark Tower we see kind of open uh, at this point, and they're just getting ready to have a nice romantic moment, and who shows up? Of course, Agent Coulson. Yeah, Phil. Uh, yeah, we, we, Phil Coulson. That's where we <laughs> yeah, find yeah, out yeah. his name. Yeah. And uh, it's funny too. Tony's like, you know, what? What do you have? Some uh, consulting for me or something like that? Or do you really? Need? He like makes some little quip to Colson. That's just I thought it was hilarious when he says it to him. 
Um, but he comes in saying, like, basically, we need you to come in. And uh, isn't that when I think he gives Tony the videos of everybody and Tony kind of throws yes. it up and he sees mm-hmm. kind of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Kind Pepper's of like, you got some homework to do. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to get going. Yep. Now, now, interesting thing with that scene, which um, I, I don't think has really been elaborated on since that movie is the, the whole point of that. We're introduced to Iron Man underwater is he's Ooh, setting right. up Stark Tower to be the self-sustaining mm-hmm. energy. And and it was the prototype for that. And he, him and Pepper basically designed it together. Yep. And that obviously becomes a big sticking point later in the movie, but then never addressed again as Avengers Tower. You would think that would be be a, a big thing, that he's created self-sustaining energy. How, how yeah, is that being used? There's a point, uh, like the... The weird thing about Star Tower, it ends up being like, oh, you see the, like, I'll skip ahead for a second. You're going to get, it gets kind of, like, roughed up through this movie. And then you see them kind of, like, repairing it. And then it, like, you, you like you said, you don't really hear anything else about it. It doesn't become Avengers Headquarters. Uh, you see a little bit of it in Homecoming when they're moving everything out of it. Out of it, right. yeah. Right. And upstate. And then you also see... Some in the Far From Home trailer, it's being like completely remodeled on the outside. And uh, that actually like Stark Tower is hinted at possibly being either Oscorp. Yes, or I could see them down the that. line, maybe yeah. or, or the or the Baxter building or something the like Baxter that. Baxter building. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff. I think they're like they didn't mention it because they didn't know what to do with it. They think they needed a bigger, you know, scene upstate. And um, yeah, we'll see if it becomes a bigger player down the line. Yeah, and I think it, I was think just, it might. I think it was just a nod to the comics too. I mean, that's Avengers Tower yeah. is a thing in the book, so like you just you it's gotta have that Avengers right Tower in the middle of New York. Yeah. So you gotta have it. You just you have to have it. So that's why they they did it. And I think you're right. They just didn't really know what else to do there. Uh, but we did see. You know, Tony does say at some point in the movie that this is just the prototype, right? He says it's sustainable yeah, for yeah, one year. Yeah, so. Yep. You know, maybe that's the, he just finds a better way to to power it moving after that. Uh, let's talk about we the banner scene. So Natasha goes yeah. to get banner, and you know you could tell he he doesn't know obviously what's going on, and he's very very hesitant to trust her. And at one point, what what makes her pull the gun on him? What does he does he say? I, f- I forget what it is. Well, he he gets aggressive as if he's about to get angry, yes. you know, over something, you know, because you know she's like being very calm. Hey, because yep. because remember he's very non-trusting, and she kind of lets him know that hey, Shield, we never lost you. We've been monitoring, we've been monitoring you from you, a, yeah. from afar, and we've actually, and I think this was a reference to Ross. We've kept some interested parties away from you as well. So, but we've always known where you were, but now we need you to come in your, your work. If, if you're the expert in gamma radiation, if you weren't, I'd be talking to the person that was, we don't have interest in the Hulk basically. And then he took that as she was lying and got aggressive. And then she pulled out the gun. Pulls the gun. Yeah. 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 And then at that moment, yeah, that shows his, uh, from the Hulk, the incredible Hulk, the, the movie it's, uh, shows his power over, being able to transform and how he's like harnessed that a little bit mm-hmm. and it's less likely for something simple like that just getting angry to like set him off into the hulk yeah he even hints at because she she mentions that he hadn't had an incident in over a year and then they start they do the hinting toward basically what is the secret that you control and, she, and he's like no that's not it you know the kind of thing like like because he's in a high stress area 
Like, yeah, I'm surprised that you're in this area. And he's like, no, 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 that's that's not it. Like, obviously, that gets paid off later. But that yeah. was our first hint that he had taken full control of, of when he transformed into the Hulk. Yep. And it's at that moment we do realize that she's not messing around saying that S.H.I.E.L.D.'s been tracking them because it pans outside the building. Yeah. And there are agents everywhere. Everywhere. Surrounding. <laughs> which, which, come on, let's be honest. Would have meant anything. They wouldn't have done anything, exactly. Like, it, it's they still would have got wrecked. Uh, that's great. Um, and I mean, you mentioned briefly Hawkeye, um, you know, he obviously doesn't become really a part of the group until later on. I mean, he is very much what a villain, probably three quarters of the movie yeah. almost. Right. He even, he even kills people. Yeah. Yeah. Straight yeah. Up, man. Like, yeah. Shield agents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which even when he wakes up and he says like, how many? And she's like, don't even, don't even it. take it yeah. there. Yeah. Don't even think about it. Um, you know, which as a shield agent, you probably have to do that. You know, you're, you're probably having to take so many people out that you just, you got to kind of just deal with it. Um, where do we see Thor for the first time? We see him. Well, Thor. We don't see him post until they capture Loki. They but capture I, I Loki. That's right. I, I definitely think we should talk about that scene though. Yep. So let's, so let's, so, so they go to where they meet up on the helicarrier. Right. First. And that's where Cap, it goes up in the air and Cap immediately goes to Nick Fury and takes 10 bucks out of his wallet. Yes, and hands it to which him. is awesome. Yeah, because he, <laughs> yeah. he said to him, like, you know, there, what, there's nothing you can show me that I wouldn't believe or something like yeah. that, which is $10. Um, but, but even before that, remember when they're in the, I forget the name of the, the little jets that they're in. I'm Quinjet. being bad on the name. The twin jet, thank you. Or Quinjet, excuse me. Um, that's where Cap meets Phil Coulson. And then that's where oh. we, that relationship <laughs> gets established and then we find out from black widow that phil is the ultimate fanboy yep. of cap you know so mm-hmm. I, I, obviously that became very important later in the did movie that happen, as well but did that happen before where, where she mentioned when they were on the way to the helicarrier about him signing no, the cards after, that's when that's be, when they have because, loki because, right that's when yeah, they're on the way to get she loki. says well, no, no 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 because she no this was before because she mentions to him when they land on the hell carry for the first time, did Phil ask you to sign his cards? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that yeah. Super Captain America fanboy. It's hilarious. Uh, but all right, so then they find out they need to go and track uh, what where the gamma radiation is going to be coming from, and they track it. Oh, actually, no, no, no. They're looking at the cameras, right? Looking for uh, images yeah, the, of, of for like Loki, basically, yeah. basically facial recognition. They find Loki. Uh, where was he in Germany? Is that where it was? Yes, it was in Germany. And then that's what they yep. asked Cap to, to suit up and go pursue him. Goes, so during all of this, Hawkeye's trying to uh, break into a facility. Um, he's trying to get the uh, the stuff that can help the Tesseract like focus, like to help build out the thing that that uh, Eric Selvig is building. Yeah, uh, to focus this energy. And while he's he's going to need like someone's eye <laughs> for, <laughs> to get into the facility. So the whole plot there is like Loki's going to go get the eye while this break in happens elsewhere. Um, Loki becomes kind of an expendable pawn at that point. He's trying to get into the Avengers like I'm just going to cause a distraction over here while mm-hmm. you guys do this over here. Yep. And it's Which- really just all like mind games from loki at that point oh yeah 100 percent. oh one thing one thing i want to bring up before i forget because i think this was a nice little easter egg thing too you hear uh nick fury this is once they're in the hellcare and they're talking about the tesseract and everything that they found the tesseract because howard stark was looking for cap and he found the tesseract looking right, for cap yeah. and the reason i bring that up is not only that part of it is and this is actually an, an incredible hulk 
Easter egg that didn't make it into the film. It was going to be like an after credit thing. Banner makes the comment in the in the Avengers about, you know, it got dark for him and he was going to eat a bullet. And but the Hulk spit it out. Yeah, spit it back. You know, so he couldn't die. They actually that was in the Incredible Hulk. And when the Hulk, he goes up to the to the Arctic to kill himself. The Hulk spits out the bullet. He turns to the Hulk and the Hulk obviously rages out, breaks up a bunch of ice. And you see a silhouette of Cap in the background. And that Ah. allegedly is what freed Cap from the ice for him to then get discovered. And here we are with the Avengers. I I had to say it now because I didn't want to forget. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was an Easter egg from the Incredible Hulk. You almost wonder if they just didn't do that just because like the scene of him shooting himself in the face like. Yeah, it's a little rough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that that's pretty dark for a yeah, for yeah, a, a young dark. audience for sure. Uh, let's but let's let's talk about the scene. So Loki, I love this scene when he tries. He like comes in front of this crowd, and he's basically saying like, "Kneel down to me." Like he feels mm-hmm. like he's able to have the power here in this moment. Um, and you know, it's even cool how he starts out just looking like not not regular Joe Schmo, but he just looks very nicely dressed like he's somebody that should be there. And then as he starts walking, he slowly comes out and the big horns, you know, come up on the helmet mm-hmm. and he has that classic Loki look. Uh, I just love how they kind of have that transformation happen. Uh, but it's in that moment that he's going to get getting set to do his thing. And who shows up first at that moment? Captain America. Captain yeah. America, man, ready to take on Loki. And so they, you know, they have their little fight. Makes but, a quick uh, quip about the last time he was in Germany. <laughs> that's right yeah he does yeah yep uh but then before he can take care of him that's when uh, iron man shows up right doesn't iron man show up at this point Cause, yes because yes. really he takes over the uh the sound he, system yeah. on the quinn does it in a yep. tony stark way too that it was awesome scene yep because he wasn't even really was he he wasn't supposed to be there originally was he Tony? Well, no. Well, no. But if you, okay, if you remember, because then when he does show up, and I, I can't remember if it was Black Widow, I guess it was Black Widow, like saying that Fury called him in. Yeah. And she didn't know. Oh, like, in that's other words, right. Fury yeah, didn't, yeah. didn't tell her. She didn't know. But yeah, that was because Fury called him to actually come in and assist. And, and I guess since I'm talking, I'll just say this. I, I love the scene because this was the first, the first time that Cap and Stark meet. And I love the, you know, she, he's all Mr. Stark. You know, Captain, Captain, like that, and that's the start of their relate. Like, there's this movie. That's why I say it's so important to the overall MCU because this was the first time a lot of these characters got to meet, and you go, okay, this look where we are now with with them, and like that was their first meeting, and just their relationship even throughout this movie was, was so pivotal, and that was the actual start of it. And I, I don't know, I just, I just love that scene. I thought it was great. They handle all of the interactions between yep. the heroes, this whole movie, super well. Like the, It's like very well orchestrated how they uh, they know about each other a little bit, depending mm, yep. on who it is. They can relate in some ways. There's like Thor over in the side that he's like, he's just a god who doesn't really care about any of them. He just knows he's there for a reason. It's uh, like it's perfectly played. And the way the way it pays off is perfect, too. Yeah. But I think it's cool, too, even how, you know, you say they know about each other, but they even, you know, immediately have. Well, I'm trying to think of what the right word is. Not not jealousy, but like when there's the, the fight between Cap and Tony and like, you know, Tony basically says to Cap, like, well, all that you have came out of a test tube. And oh, Cap yeah. basically says to him, like, well, you're just a man in a suit of armor. You know, like they're just they have these quips going back at each other. Not that they're necessarily jealous, but like. 
you know that he was thinking that in his head prior to that conversation. Like, look at this guy. He's just a guy oh, in a suit of bef- armor. Before you know? this, they're all lone guns yeah. doing their thing. And the Avengers is like that whole like idea of like bring them together. They become something entirely more, more of like one, one big superpower rather than like 10 small ones. Smaller ones. Yeah. Um, but then, okay, so then they get Loki up on the helic on the uh, Quinjet, and they're flying, and that's of course when Thor comes in because he realizes his brother's there. His brother now is pretty much out in the open, and he just sweeps in and grabs him right away and yep. takes him away, and just basically says, "What are you doing?" Essentially, he's saying, "Hey, Earth is mine. You don't need to be messing up here." Because uh, what's her <laughs> name uh, is here? Is, is it Jane? Is that her name? Jane Austen. Yeah. Jane. Jane, no. Foster. Jane Foster. Jane, Jane Foster. Foster. Yeah. I'm so, Jane Austen. Yeah, so he does. He, <laughs> Jane Austen. <laughs> but he he doesn't. You know, he's like, hey, you know, you got to leave Earth alone. Well, in this moment, then that's when Hulk, or not Hulk, that's when Cap and, and uh, Iron Man go to basically start fighting uh, Thor. This well, actually, he shows up first. It's first Iron Man, right? Iron Man shows up first because because basically Cap has to get his his parachute on. He just can't jump yeah. out right away. Mm-hmm. So Tony just takes off right away. Starts fighting Thor, which is just an awesome fight scene, I think, man. Seeing them go at it is just right, cool as hell, Right man. before that is one of my favorite lines by Cap, and it's uh, Natasha's like, these guys are basically gods. Oh, yeah, and I love this. He's like, man, there's only one god. I think he goes to yeah. jump out the... Uh, like cla- classic, like just. What does he say too? He's like, "There's only one God, and he doesn't dress like that, or something." Doesn't yeah, there's only something? one God, ma'am, and he doesn't dress like that. He goes to jump out of the plane. It's that's just classic Cap, like stuck in his roots, like old, you know, seventy years ago in in uh, the Bronx. It's it's great. And, and again, it goes to show you how much of uh, I, I, I think I say badass too much, but how much of a badass Cap is that without hesitation he strapped up and went out there. After Time to go Man fight some Thor. gods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> After literally seeing a guy practically ride lightning onto your ship mm-hmm. and then take it off. I mean, yep. that's, that'd be terrifying, right? Um, and then I even love, even when you know he's fighting, he get, finally Cap shows up to the battle and Thor comes with the hammer and he just puts up his shield. Like, yep. I mean, this is a god's hammer swinging at you. How much faith do you have to have in that shield? And man, it stands, it stands right up to it and creates this massive blast uh that you know it's vibranium is able to take on a whack from thor's you know mjolnir which is just awesome um and then i think they all kind of realize at that point they're all on the same side and they got to get loki back to the base to uh the the helicarrier um so then now we kind of have everybody together they all kind of get in the room we actually have it when do we have the scene well actually we they bring loki to his prison and we realize that this prison is basically to hold him there. And that's when Fury is it Fury or is it Coulson that tells him that he'll drop it's Fury. Fury. It's yeah. Fury. It's Fury. Because remember, yep. that was and actually this is a callback to Banner that that cell was because Loki comments that I don't think this was made for me. I think it was meant for something a lot bigger. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. it was, it was the Hulk. Hulk. I mean, they originally created that for the Hulk. And then and then Loki had made the comment to Nick Fury at Project Pegasus base about him being the boot and they were just ants so then when he was in the cell fury goes he goes boot ants you know to loki yeah, to yeah, kind yeah, of mock that, right, he had, yeah. that he had him in, in the cell so yeah that was a cool scene as well yep uh this is i think then at this point thor what he basically tells everyone that loki is allied with the chitari 
and that uh, he's trying to bring them to take over both Earth and, uh, of course, even Asgard. But he's, he's basically here ready to bring them to Earth and that Loki has uh, promised them the Tesseract uh, if they can take over Earth for him. And the interesting thing here that nobody kind of realizes is happening, or at least from S.H.I.E.L.D., is that Tony basically puts Jarvis into yep. all the S.H.I.E.L.D. systems to start hacking. Because he's like, I think is it him and Banner, and even I think Cap's even part of that conversation. He's like, there's something else going on here. He's like, this. he's not just having us come yeah. here just to get this that, one item. There's definitely something else happening. That's the start of like uh, that road to towards the fight between everyone. It's just yeah. kind of... All right, he's hacking in. He wants to know Shield's dirty secrets. They gotta have something. Like every you know spy organization is hiding something from everyone, uh, and it's also he's there to help you know uh, Banner find the Tesseract because it gives off that certain gamma radiation. They're gonna sit there and they're gonna go through like all of the you know satellites at their disposal. They're really gonna try and uh, zero in on it. But then that's when Cap comes in and is like, you know is skeptical in the the cap way. He kind of just he, like he's learned to not really trust everything that's thrown at him. So he just wanders off and you know takes the matters into his own hands. Uh the old-fashioned way rather than just hacking in, he uh <laughs> kicks down a few doors to see what's uh, hidden on the ship. So uh that is the beginning of that like that quarrel. I think that's the best way. To put it. They had a little quarrel between all of them and it e- escalates uh when uh, Banner has his hand on the scepter. Oh, yeah. yeah. And everybody's like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> put, yep. put it down. He doesn't realize what he's doing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, and, let, and, and let's not forget. The, the Mind Stone. Yeah, it was all the Mind Stone. And part of Loki's plan. This was all calculated mm-hmm. by Loki, and he had Hawkeye on the way to break him out because the whole point was he wanted to cause dissension between them, and he wanted he basically wanted Banner to become the Hulk on the hell carrier to just wreak havoc which it all worked out perfectly which we do kind of learn that too from a great scene with uh natasha and loki when she goes in and and and, you know for a moment there it seems like he really is getting a god getting under her skin i mean he is just really really you know getting to her which you know is just just an awesome scene but then right at the very end you know it looks like she's all terrified that and she just goes oh i know what it is like he basically wants to get the hulk that's what's happening here and then i think then that's when it cuts back to the room because uh, i don't think she's originally in the room until she comes in um shortly thereafter it but it's in that moment that we see we got hawkeye outside he shoots uh what one of his explosive arrows basically at this point causes a big explosion on the helicarrier and all hell breaks loose at this point and that's when uh, you know the master plan of the hulk banner turning into the hulk begins to take shape because we see Romanoff is trapped her leg is trapped and Banner just goes flying and he's down next to her and she's trying to keep him calm but then he just unleashes him and with probably one of the most terrifying Hulk screens I gotta say I took my son to see this movie when it came out in movie theaters and he was probably what year was this 2012 so he was I don't know maybe eight or not even probably seven terrified of that scene i'll never forget yeah, oh, it yeah. like oh, yeah. it was just a scary scene the hulk is incredibly scary uh at that moment as he's just raging through and they even do the slow-mo of, of natasha trying to run away from him and he's just you know barreling through everything in the helicarrier um i don't know what else about this scene i mean obviously you have iron well, man and cap trying to fix it i i, I think the best part of it was then where natasha's running and then thor comes in to make the save 
And then, you know, you, you see him, he tackles Hulk and then they both look at each other. And I, I love how Thor looks at Hulk like, oh, this is the beast that they've been talking about. Yes. <laughs> like, like, I can't wait to fight this dude. It's really and, the beginning of like their great friendship, yeah. like going through all of these movies. Yep. It's just like this, like really playful. Let's like beat each other up almost like brothers in, yeah. in a way oh, totally, like totally and totally. Uh, that, that's why i love ragnarok so much because they're, they're totally brothers yeah. by that point you, there's that think... great moment though when he like he throws a hammer and then hulk is really yeah. like, trying, trying to pick to, it up yeah, yeah. yeah he can't get it up. up do you think that like like you almost wonder when when writers and producers go back and watch like a movie like this like did they write those scenes really with the intention of knowing down the line they're going to have this playful rival rivalry or is it just they kind of wrote it but then as when you actually watch it on the big screen it's like yes like that's the direction this needs to go the chemistry just between you know the, the what you see on screen that's the direction we're going to take this in I would think they had some inkling of the that Hulk and Thor would have some relationship down the road because we obviously see Hulk later in the movie get some payback. Punch him. You know? <laughs> so so I, I I think maybe not obviously Thor Ragnarok level, but right. I think, you know, they, they figured there'd be some kind of friendly rivalry between those two moving forward. Yeah. There's uh, probably it it really seemed like an actual like friendship built through those like movies. They did such a great job. Like Yeah. And, you know, sometimes that's like that doesn't need to seem like it's made that way. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So then we see the helicarrier, basically the propellers on it gets they get destroyed and it's up to Iron Man and Cap. And this is where we see them, you know, just moments prior to this, we saw them basically at each other's throats, especially like what I mentioned earlier, the scene where he's talking about, well, your power comes from a test tube. You're just a man in a suit of armor. But then immediately they just start working together and doing what needs to be done. Right, but that—that's that—that's the beauty of that because Cap literally said the same thing, and it had two completely different meanings. He goes, "Put on the suit." Yeah. Put on the suit. Like, like, let's go and fight. And then all that happens. He goes, "Put on the suit." Put on the suit. Starts like, on. "Yep." <laughs> and he runs off. I thought that was pretty good. Yep. Uh, so you know, very cool to see them working together. But it's in this moment that pretty much everybody gets separated. I mean, the Hulk, which. Is it Fury that calls in the plane? I mean, that poor yeah, pilot. To distract man, that poor yeah, pilot. Yeah. Flies in, has no idea what he's flying that plane into. <laughs> starts shooting at the Hulk, and the minute the Hulk turns and looks at him, I mean, you could tell this guy is just—he's done. Hulk comes smashing through, jumps on the plane. Could you imagine trying to fly this jet plane, having the Hulk just tearing apart your plane? And the worst part is he hits the e like the eject button, goes flying, and the Hulk catches him and then just throws yeah, him regardless, awesome. like for no reason. I love that scene, man. It's crazy. It's a hell of a um, way to get the Hulk off the helicarrier. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So he goes flying, and then of course Thor even. Um, at, wow, what sent him off? Did he was he going for he the Hulk? He gets tricked by Loki. Yes, Loki, Loki tricks is. him into getting into the uh, the little uh, oh, that's Hulk, right, into the Hulk pod cage. And like yep. the, Thor is just like I, I, again, like I got tricked by Loki again, uh, <laughs> and he drops him out of the helicopter, uh, hella carrier. And the whole time, like Thor is bouncing around, and he has to use like that final like. I'm gonna push and like use this Mjolnir to get out, but uh, they're really all cast a, cast away at that point. Yep. Uh, let's see. And then it's at that point too that we we learn, or shortly thereafter, that um, Natasha has basically got Hawkeye back to himself. Basically, what did she say by getting he was knocked in the head <laughs> hard yeah. enough? Kind of yeah. brought his mind back, kind of jump starting his his mind. But then we have the scene with Coulson and Loki, man. 
Coulson tries to stop Loki using the technology. He doesn't know what the gun does. And I mean, there's a great scene after he does get um, uh, shot or get, get stabbed. Or he gets stabbed, right? Is that what happens? Yeah. He yeah. gets stabbed by the, yeah. uh, the scepter. The scepter, yeah. Yeah, yeah Loki, Loki again tricks him with the hologram stuff. Yeah. But I love that scene where he's just like, oh, that's what that does. Like, he, you know, he just shoots it. Shoots him. Yep. I love it. But what yeah, do you think of that, man? A... I didn't expect Coulson at all in this movie to be to be going down, man. Yeah. There's like, a, there's at least the the saving grace in the background if you're a true Marvel fan that you know Coulson gets through it. Yep. Uh, there's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. if you really need your Coulson fix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's a bummer that, like, at that point, yeah, he's out of the MCU to an extent. Like, there's there's no more Coulson. Is he the first um, major character to exit the MCU at that point? Outside of yeah, villains, I think obviously. So. Outside, talking, yeah, outside like, of... Yeah. They love yeah. killing villains. Yeah. <laughs> he's the first but hero to drop. This And it's the, it's the thing that brings everyone kind of together in that moment is, like, Coulson is that, that spark that starts the Avengers. Yep, they needed that push, right? Isn't that well? Because at that well, point, that's when we find out, yeah, the cards, and they're looking at well, the cards. Well, that's more and co- the emotional push. The the physical push was him dying. I'll say that one. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, we learned that the cards, because even uh, what is it? Um, uh, what's her name? Maria uh, Hill. A- yeah, Agent Hill says, "Hey, those were in his locker," and he's like, "Yeah, I know, but you know, they just needed that." Yeah, he, he he is the spy. That's what he does, man. Yep. Get, There's get a what uh, want. there is a wonderful wonderful like uh, in the gag reel uh, moment with Maria Hill after this and she's just screaming call sad <laughs> like it I love 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 her so much and like that little gag reel scene like it's something that me and my wife like joke about to this day like that like call sad we will avenge you I will send the Avengers and I will avenge you that's it's, funny it, if you're, if you're listening to this, stop what you're doing. Look it up on YouTube. It's amazing. It's great. Uh, let's see. And then that moves us into, of course, into the big scene uh, in New York. Uh, Tony, when, when does he, what is the spark that makes him realize that it's actually the top of Stark Tower? I forget, because there's that moment where he realizes, when, when he says that moment of like, you know, he wants, he wants a monument built to himself yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, his own image and what, what sort of, you know, self... I forget the terms. They're talking about how he's a diva. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about Loki. But then like he realizes talking out loud, like, oh, wait a minute. That's me. Like, and I did that in New York at Stark Tower. And that boom, that's where. Yeah, that's where he's going. Yep. Now, even before that, though, one other uh, important scene is you have Nick Fury talking, talking to all them. And that's where he goes. There was an idea. To bring together oh, a group of remarkable yeah. people, he gives that big scene. So uh, that obviously that gets paid off in, in Infinity War, but um, yeah, I mean that was the whole point of the Avengers is like like you're saying to bring these 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 group of remarkable people together to work as one as a team to save every to save the world to save the universe yeah. uh, eventually is is what they're gonna do, and that all got summed up in that scene. Um, yeah, like you said, then Stark obviously realizes, yeah, he's just as arrogant as I am. <laughs> i got to get to New York and stop this. Yep. Uh, and then obviously we just have the massive battle the third at act. the end. Yeah, big third act, which filled with action. I mean, the, the big payoff, obviously, is the moment when they all come together and they're all standing there. You know, Banner is the Hulk and there's just that big sweep of the camera kind of going around all of them, man. Like, I, I think call it, it the... 
What you call it? I, I'm, I'm sorry. I call it the billion dollar money shot because that's what it, it is. is. That whole that whole scene. And actually, I want to I want to back up to something before that I thought was kind of cool too. But that whole scene where where Banner comes up on the on a motorcycle, he gets off, and then Cap says to him, More he like goes, "Like a scooter, like a little motor. yeah, scooter, <laughs> yeah." But he's all Doctor Banner. He goes, yeah. "Right now might be a good time for you to get angry," and he goes, "That's my secret, Cap." I'm, I'm always angry. angry. I remember I cheered so freaking loud in the theater when that yep. happened. That was such a badass scene where he, when he just turns to the Hulk on cue, One punches fist. thing. Yeah. And then it goes to that whole scene and the explosions around. And then, like you said, that, that billion dollar money shot where they do the 360 camera view. Yeah. I mean, that to me, that just sums up the MCU. That one scene right yep. there. That's what the MCU is all about. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, man. That That honestly is probably one of the most iconic movie yeah. scenes now like and oh, immediately absolutely. like a, the first time you saw that scene you knew which by the way we haven't even mentioned the score for this movie which we haven't really talked about the scores for really any of them but we get especially in the very beginning of the movie you get the avengers theme which now carries through many Everything. of the movies moving forward like the, the lots that's of really just, great moments too yeah i yeah. mean yeah. play the that what? whole third act yeah yeah, well, I'm, I'm like the music I'm talking about. Like, it, it's almost on the level now when you hear that Avengers music. Oh, you know it. Yeah, it's iconic. Yeah, it's you know, like it's point. almost like I, and yeah. Swain, I'm, I'm going to say this. It's almost like Star Wars, you know, like little John oh, Williams yeah. going on. You hear it like that's it's now this, ingrained in your head. I this thing, like if I had a hot take, if there ever was one, uh, we're currently living through something so much bigger than Star Wars. Oh, definitely, man. Yep. Like Star Wars had time, like like 30 years to like percolate and become like something that's like much, much bigger. But we've watched this thing happen over the last 10 years. And it's like, to me, this is, this is going to be the star Wars for this generation. Like, Oh yeah. hundred percent. This, oh, whole, this whole thing. And there's so many more movies to it that it's like, it's, it's transcending at that point. So yeah, 100% it's not it much is. of a hot take to say that it's like, yeah, it's, you, it's this, this, this generation would, star Wars. Yeah, would you argue that the Avengers, in, in like trying to put a parallel to Star Wars, this is the new hope for the MCU? I would say the Avengers, where you get everyone together and they they win the day as, as a team, and everyone gets to ride off into there's the sunset. One, there's one uh, li- uh one little uh, loss in there, like Coulson is Obi Wan. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true too. Oh, yeah. one but one thing I want I wanted to go back to before I forget. So yeah, we, obviously we got the awesome scene where the team is all finally together, but when when Stark goes back to Stark Tower and he goes in and has the conversation oh, with Loki. So cool. I, 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 that was such an awesome scene because you know Loki's obviously very cocky, full of himself, and Stark is just calm, cool, and collected, and is basically like, "I'm threatening you." I'm threatening and he's you. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah. like, "Oh, we're the Avengers." You know, it's what we call ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> that whole thing, and then you know, we have a Hulk, and that, well, that, yeah. All what's that. the line? And he says, "Like, I have an army," and he's like, well, "Yeah, we he, have a Hulk. we have a Hulk." Yeah. <laughs> and then Loki, you know, and then Loki goes to use the mind, you know, the staff on him, but the That's arc reactor issue. stops it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then he gets thrown out the window, and then w- which Iron Man suit was that? Was that seven? the Mark the Mark Seven? Seven, I think he says. Uh, yeah, I think that was the yeah. Mark Seven. Because Jarvis tells yeah. him like it's not ready or something like that, or maybe does he say get the Mark Seven ready? And Jarvis is like, eh, it's not quite set, and he's like, just get ready. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Puts- that's that's the thing with Tony. We're uh, we're we're test driving everything in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which and, which and, uh, was like his father, right? We when we see his father at even the the expo early on, and he's trying to set the car, the the flying car. It's same yep. thing. It seemed like that's just a 
the Starks' nature. They just come up with an idea and they try to go as big as they possibly can with it and don't even test it. They just put it in the heat of the moment and just go for it. And, you know, yep. there's some Stark luck, I think, kind of involved in a lot of it where a lot of it just works out for them. There's, there's a brief moment there that, like, really, it's, it's one of those things that happens and I can't suspend my disbelief, like, in the moment, is when he is dropping out of that, like out of that window plummeting to the ground and the Iron Man suit comes around him and he like at the very last second it forms around him and he is ready to go and he's above a crowd and like immediately like turns on the, the, the thrusters and goes back up. Did he not light any of those people Burn on fire? Had like to. How, Hair on fire. how is that not possible? Like he, had to. <laughs> he was so close to them. Yeah. Well, you bring up a, a, a great point. Uh, I, I guess we can touch on it right now because it it resonates throughout the rest of the MCU. The act, all the total damage that happened oh in New York God, because of that battle, Ooh. and that had so much ripple effect post Avengers on the way the world viewed the Avengers, the way the military, the governments, obviously the Sokovia Accords eventually become all that stuff, and that all you know started right there with that battle. You know, even Spider Man. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming, obviously, was the direct result of that with the Vulture. You know, all that. So, yeah, I mean, we we saw the good parts of it. And, and they lightly touched on it where they had a quick scene where you kind of saw things from the human point of view, from the people on the ground point of view, running and screaming and things exploding well, around them. I was going to say, man, there's a great scene of one of the, what are they called, the Devastators or, or Leviathans. The Leviathan yeah. coming at the building, getting mm-hmm. ready to crash. Through, but then you have the Hulk coming from the other side of the building, just running, barreling through the building. So it's like, I mean, I guess the Leviathan would have been worse because it would have cut the building in half, but the Hulk is kind of doing that anyways. Like he's just tearing through and everybody's screaming regardless. So sure, he stops the Leviathan, but he still just tore through this office space and just crushed anything in his way. Um, You know, it's almost, it's it's funny. You almost wonder how much damage the Hulk himself did compared to everything else. I mean, the Leviathan hey, definitely, they're tearing through buildings, hey, but... Hey, you know. Cap told him. He was like, Hulk smash, and Hulk, Hulk got <laughs> no, to smile, did. and he got to smash. It was yeah. great. Which, you know, we, I don't know how much more we want to talk about the actual battle itself, but in terms of smashing things, um, him smashing Loki is still, like, uh, one of dude. the greatest scenes ever. You know, Loki basically says, okay, you know, blah, 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 and he just grabs him and just slams him repeatedly, just like he's a, like a wet noodle. That, I was, mean, that was my, like... Awesome yelling in the theater moment like oh yeah. whoa yeah. yeah nobody saw that coming nobody that, that was saw that coming awesome. no yeah. like a that like was... a ragdoll he just yeah. smacks him around it's, yeah. it's so i love it and it's then like... he just says puny god as he walks away oh. that awesome. <laughs> so yeah great. that's that's a that's a an amazing hulk moment it's revisited later in uh ragnarok with uh yeah. with thor but thor, yep. they uh that whole there's a lot of real like this end part of the movie has a lot of great moments, a lot of great cinematography, uh, one-liners. It's got all of the things that make a Marvel movie great. And the if you haven't seen it yet or you haven't revisited Avengers, like please, even if it's just to see this third act, like go back, watch yep. it. There's one of the best little, like there's a moment where they fly from each like Avenger to oh, each yes. Avenger. Yep. And it's like, it's kind of a one shot scene. Yeah, it was a one shot. It was awesome. And yeah, you, you totally go from like scene. Hawkeye and you get, you get He's Thor, and... Thor and like Thor and the Hulk on top of the Leviathan. And they're like ripping things apart 
like yeah. on the top and just like punching off the outriders and then like hulk rips off that big chunk of it and puts yeah, it in its head and like it. thor yeah. thor like hammers it in oh Pounds it's like it down in that that alone is like my favorite little like long shot in the in the movie and you get the you get the whole like sense that this is going badly once they start to like fury's talking with the council and they're like we're gonna we're gonna send a nuke in this is getting out of control and we find out that oh like they are just going to wipe New York off the face of the earth <laughs> instead of dealing with this alien attack. Do you really think that's the best the best solution here? Yeah, well, that actually brings to a callback to when Cap and and Stark are arguing on the on the carrier, where Cap says that Stark isn't the guy to make the sacrifice play. That if there was a you know if there's a trip mine, you're not you're you know you're going to always try and find a way out of it. And and Stark goes, "Why well, would just cut the wire?" Kind of yeah. thing, right? And then obviously Stark does make the sacrifice play, mm -hmm. you know, you know, to, to truly become the hero. So I, I, I really like that callback to that. And it's funny, like what you, what you said, if people that haven't watched it in a long time, cause I actually had not watched the original Avengers in a long time and going back and watching it now, I, for a long time, didn't, I was like, ah, Joss Whedon, ah, it's not as good as we think. I just, I would say that all the time, but I don't think Josh Whedon is perfect. I think he interjected way too much of his humor, especially into the third act. As, as much as I love the third act of, of the movie, um, I don't think it had it as enough of a serious tone as it probably should have. But that's why I also say this is this is the most important movie of the MCU because so much was set up for the future with this movie. And mm -hmm. they did it the right way. It did, none of it felt forced. And you can see where they naturally built off of what Whedon started, you know, obviously in, in this movie to where we are now. Yep. Um, you know, obviously the, the sacrifice at the end and, and kind of what Tony sees beyond even us as the audience when he goes through that portal. I mean, obviously you have the Chitari here, so we know there are aliens out there in that, but to have him go through the portal and then see the vision of like this gets the scale of yeah. what's yeah. on the other side. I mean, that, yeah. that was just a huge scene, obviously even for, you know, Tony moving forward, like, wow, like there really is this larger universe, this larger threat out there. Um, which I think that a lot of that, even just all these events, we've talked about it before and we're going to talk about it on the next episode, kind of leading to the events of Iron Man three and just kind of Tony's you know, his mental state at, in that movie is really because of everything that happens here in New York um you know uh moving forward uh but i think it's you know to see tony make that sacrifice is awesome you know he he really always was that guy that would just find try to find the way out but in this case i mean he even he steers that rocket at the last moment it's just getting set to hit stark tower right is what it's gonna yep. hit. bounces and he, off of and it. everybody yep. cheers yeah. like kind of at that moment like yes he just like quickly just is able to pull it up um it's awesome love it uh i even love too the hulk goes to save him because i think thor is getting ready you know you see him kind of winding up his hammer when when they see iron man come back through through the portal the hulk goes up and grabs him and if you guys notice like he comes crashing down smashes down on the ground and then he just throws him off like real fast yeah. there, there's yeah, no yeah, like yeah. let me just set you down i mean tony yeah. could be like bleeding inside there and just just like slams him on the ground that's probably Love gentle that. from the hulk let's probably. be let's be probably honest is. yeah you're right. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, what about the ending here? Anything else you guys want to talk about? I think in terms of the ending. So it, before we get to the post credit scenes, I'm just talking just straight up ending of this third act here. 
Well, again, then you get the awesome scene at the very end where Loki is still in Stark Tower getting up from after the Hulk <laughs> kicking his butt. <laughs> and then all the Avengers are You're right there, there in yeah. him. Yeah, and he's like, I, I think I'll have that drink now. Yeah. I, 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 that too. Yep. Uh, and then it's at that point that we kind of see them go their separate ways. We see Thor in Lo- basically take Loki in his uh, as captive. Uh, with the Tesseract, right? And they go back to Asgard by kind of turning the, the little switch there. The council is, comes to Nick Fury and says, you know, where they're, are the Avengers now? They're not now? happy. <laughs> yeah, they're not happy at all. Yeah. But they say, where are the Avengers? And he says, you know, they're out there. And, and when we need them, they'll be there. And Oh, oh one, one important thing. Um, I, I, I forgot. This actually goes back to what we were talking about during Captain America, the first Avenger, where I was saying... It, I, I wasn't really a fan of Cap, and and I was always worried going to the Avengers about how was Chris Evans going to be believable as the leader of the Avengers when you have Robert Downey Jr. being such a dominant force of nature as Tony Stark in the movie. And I thought they did an amazing job of making having them pretty much on equal footing throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. But then during the third act, when again, when we have the the amazing scene, you know, where they're all assembled together, the 360 shot, Cap, you have Tony Stark audibly say, call it Cap. And then Cap gives all the orders yeah. for what they're supposed to go do at that point. I mean, it's just a tiny little thing, but just just by having Robert Downey Jr. say, I defer to you, you lead us. I think goes a long way to to the believability of Captain America yeah. as as the leader of the Avengers. It just makes sense. And they have that great scene too, where he goes and he's talking to the police officers. Like he kind of it's like you know, hello yeah, officers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, yeah. I think we need to set this up. We need to set this up. And the cops like, why should we listen to you? And then you have you know those yeah. warriors come in. And he just kicks their butts or whatever. And then the guy's like, okay. And then he just he gets on his yeah. walkie and starts telling everybody to do exactly what Cap told him to do. So yeah, he he plays that role great and, and definitely took it right over for sure. And, and I have to say this as we, we, we start to wrap this up and get into the end part. Um, projecting ahead, because obviously we know that, you know, the Chitari, that's Thanos and everything. But that relationship between Cap and Tony, that was a lot of what I reflected on in this movie because we saw the whole gambit of it. We saw the first time they met. We saw them basically argue. We saw them become friends. We saw them become teammates, heroes, the whole thing together. And I, I can't lie. I, if we get to the end of Endgame and they sacrifice themselves together to save the universe, no. I, 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 I'm pretty You're gonna sure. You're going to be blubbering. Me my, yeah, me and my son <laughs> are going to be in there just blubbering. <laughs> please record that, Paris. Please. Yeah. No, no, that is not. We need, we need evidence of uh, this. <laughs> I'm. It's a. It's going to be emotionally draining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Endgame is not going to uh, end well. End well for at least one of them. I'll say that much. Yeah, I, I would agree. Hmm. Well, we shall know soon, guys. Uh, let's talk about our Stan Lee appearance in this. We get Stan kind of at the end where he's talking about he's, he's on some news footage and he's like, superheroes in New York. Is that the scene? Is it Pepper? Is it when Pepper's watching the newsreel? Isn't there? Is it when? No, the... it's, it, it's kind of like an end thing where they're just like kind of going, going through, through okay, like all the reactions this. to the Avengers. So yep. there's like it kind of quick cuts jumps all over the place there's some like uh you know interviews with the that woman that cap saves and you know the kids running around doing graffiti uh, and a guy getting the the tony stark like uh haircut so there's (laughs) a lot of things in there that just like kind of like play to you know the avengers are now like mainstream 
Yep. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we get a neat little uh, Stanley with, with with some voice lines, too, because some of his appearances, he doesn't always get a voice line. But, uh, yeah, that, that's a funny one. Uh, let's talk about these post credit scenes. The first one, really the, the big one, I think, is uh, where you get uh, the other telling his master, who at this point we still don't know who it is, saying that the humans are not the cowering wretches that they were promised and that attacking Earth again would be to court death. And then we get and a nice... This was quite the tease towards the towards the comics everybody was like oh does thanos have this the obsession with lady Lady death Death that he does in the comics he does not turn out to be that way but uh a nice little nod uh, nonetheless Mm -hmm. i have to fully admit something so the first time i saw the avengers i actually was in la and I went to I think it was Universal City Walk or whatever, and uh, you know packed house opening night. And when that came up, first of all, I went to the bathroom like an idiot. So I, ah. I come running, I come running back in to catch it just in the nick of time. And when he stood up, I thought it was Red Skull. I thought it was Red Skull until the next did day. Did you really? I didn't know. I did oh, not wow. know it was Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> I did not realize it was Thanos. It just that because I wasn't that big in, into the whole Thanos and Infinity Gauntlet yeah. thing uh, in the comics at that time. I just didn't know. So I kind of knew who Thanos was, but wasn't a real big thing to me. So when I saw it, I just oh, it's Red Skull. That that, that was my thought, and I walked out of the theater thinking that, <laughs> and I'm an idiot. I mean, think about it. How many movies were between this and Infinity War? Like, I mean, what is this, the fifth episode we've done of this? Fifth or sixth episode? And so there were, I mean, to to plant that seed, I mean, obviously the seed had already been there kind of prior to this too, but like as a moviegoer, to see that and know that that scene, this post-credit scene, would really not pay off until 13 movies later or whatever it is. I mean, that is just awesome. The fact that, you know, you mentioned, Swain, that this is going to be bigger than Star Wars probably in the years to come, or at least this is the Star Wars for the people today. Yeah, but th- there's nothing like this that has ever really been done in film, ever. Nothing like it. it. It's incredible, man, that they were able to pull it in. So that, honestly, I think is one of the most important post credit scenes right there because seeing that first shot of Thanos really opens it up of people saying, oh, that's where this is going. Like, well, we're, we're again, that. yeah, that's why I said, to me, this is the most important movie in the MCU because yep. it's set up everything that they've done since that point in time. I mean, Josh Whedon has admitted when they filmed that he like the Tesseract did not have an infinity stone in it. The, the, the staff did not have the mind stone in it at that time, but they obviously smartly retrofitted Mm -hmm. to have it make sense. And then, you know, here we are, you know, the, the Thanos thing was just a fun thing to put in there as an after credits thing. He had no idea they were going to lead up to infinity war. And here we we are with Endgame, but I mean, what a freaking ride it's been, man. And that's that was the birth of all of it. Yep. It really was. And like I said, going back and watching it now and knowing what we know, you see so many things. Like I said, you see the first introduction, you know, between Banner and Black Widow. We know what that relationship is going to be. The Cap and and Tony relationship. Obviously, you, you see you see Hawkeye in a different light. To, but then, you know, actually, he has a secret family that he really cares about. So it sucks <laughs> that he got mind controlled and he's out there killing people. And then, you know. Well, uh, it, it, this, it, like you said, it was really important. And it opened the doors to them doing new and crazier things. Yeah. At that point, who knew there would be a Guardian, like in that phase, a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. <laughs> That exactly. was amazing and opens it up to like that 
comic that little known comic to the world that everyone knows what guardians is now mm-hmm. Yep. And, and even think of this in Infinity War, when Thanos says to Stark, he's like, Stark, and Stark's like, you know me, and he goes, yes, you're not the only one cursed with knowledge. Think about it. He just blew up some of his army, the Chitauri. He blew yeah. up part of his army. Of course Thanos like, well, who the frick did this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was his human called Tony Stark. Yeah. His Guaranteed. his name was plastered on the side of a giant building. Like, we know yeah. who this guy is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course, you know, Thanos is going to do the research to find out who this guy is and that he's yeah. a legitimate threat. Because think about this. Part of the what the post credit scene was saying is if you think about it, Thanos was just going to use the Shatari. He was going to take over Earth and do what he had already been doing, kill half the people on it and keep on moving, right? He realized, oh, wait. I can't do this until I'm powerful enough. Right. I need the infinity stones. Oh, and he point. didn't bother yeah. earth. He didn't bother earth again until he was at the point to collect all the stones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy man. Uh, let's see. And then our second post credit, which is this, this is the first movie we get the second post credit scene. Right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Now, you know, the trivia behind the shawarma scene, right? Give it to me. Okay, so they did the premiere out, out here in Los Angeles. The scene hadn't even been filmed yet. They had all the actors in one spot. Josh Whedon got them to all film it after the initial red carpet premiere. Wow. That's why if you, if, if you watch the scene closely, Chris Evans has a beard. So that's why he has his hand over his face so you can't see his beard. And Thor's hair was different. They put a bad wig on him, the whole thing. So oh, yeah, yeah, funny. That's, yeah, yeah. So that was like literally filmed at the last minute before the, it went wide release. Huh. So yeah, th- this is kind of a throwback to what, when Tony, when they take off his mask after he went flying, like, have you guys ever had shawarma? Is that what he yeah. says? Yeah. And that's, yeah. so they're all just in there eating, um, eating in silence, basically. They had nothing to say to each other, which I think is kind of funny. Um, but all right. We're, well, uh, we're not that, we're, we're doing our catch up. We're getting, we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, there's still quite a few movies to do before we reach Endgame. Uh, we are less than a month from Captain Marvel, guys. It's mm, it's fast approaching. Insane. It's crazy. Captain I Marvel. I feel like with Captain Marvel currently, they they keep throwing scenes at me, and I'm like, I love it. I'll eat up every moment of it. Like, give me every single one of these 30 second spots. But there's a part of me that's like, please. Just get here so I stop ingesting this movie one, like, two-second scene at a time. At a time, yeah. I, I want it so bad. <laughs> it's coming, Yeah, I, I, I've stopped watching. I'm not watching any TV spots, nothing. I just want to go in as blind as I you possibly can. have a greater can. willpower than I will ever have. <laughs> I did that with Infinity War. I, I stayed away. Other than I that initial... I feel like, though, with Endgame, you're going to be able to ingest everything they throw at you. They're really keeping that thing tight. Yeah, Paris, hope, was it I you or somebody just I think it was you might have said this last week when we were talking off the air about it about how they've only shown clips from the first 30 minutes of the movie that's what Kevin Feige said yeah. that everything that they're going to show marketing wise is from the first 30 minutes and remember it's going to be three hours so oh yeah yeah <laughs> it's I'm, the return of the yeah. king for the MCU yep, yep. basically it's yep. crazy all right. Well, let's end this episode. Next episode, we're going to be talking about Iron Man 3. So the uh, trek to the next Avengers movie will begin uh, as we work our way through. So we ask you, of course, to join us in watching Iron Man 3. 
Uh, don't forget you can email us, mcu at, or I'm sorry, mcurewatch at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at mcurewatch. And any final thoughts here, guys, either on uh, the Avengers or looking forward to Iron Man 3 and beyond? Anything else here? What's coming up? It was an enjoyable rewatch of Avengers, and I did not think that going in when when I started it. And I, I definitely have a higher appreciation for that movie. Um, nice. Iron Man 3 is TBD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched that one in a long time, man. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how next, this goes next episode. Next phase is not, uh, well, it doesn't have the classics that make the phase one that all that great. But it does have my favorite Marvel movie in it, and I'm excited to review it. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's the one. Oh, that's, oh, oh, we we still got a few to go. We do. We'll we'll get there, man. We got a few. We're not that far, Paris. We're almost there. (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, thank you here, as always, for tuning in to the episode and joining us on this journey to Avengers Endgame. And with that, we'll catch you guys next episode. Later. Later.